Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's been a couple of weeks since the boys have been back together, but it's always good to see my friend Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, Anthony Malafronte across the Bay in Tampa, Todd Meininger up in coming Georgia, and I'm Sean Carpenter in cold, chilly Columbus, Ohio. What's up, boys? Bill, how you been, man? Long time no see. Yeah, I've uh, been busy. Some travel, some a lot of work with Rate My Agent. I was in Salt Lake City last week for the first time ever. Um, had a chance to go to a jazz game. I saw the Jazz Nuggets without Donovan Mitchell, without uh, 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 Robert. Is it, what's his name? Help me out. Jobert. Uh, whatever. Jo- yeah, and also without Jokic. So, so I watched uh, the, the, the biggest name on the court was Mike Conley out of Ohio State. Uh, mm, it was a lot of fun. Really, yeah. the, the Jazz won 108 to 104. Very exciting. I sat next to a young married couple, and his what the wife was like a jazz freak. She knew everything about everything with the jazz. It was super cool. And I was peppering her with questions, and she was, you know, helped me out to understand. Great, great arena. So I had a really had a pretty really city. Good, yeah. 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 At night, it was beautiful to see, uh, to walk around the arena at the upper level, all glass all the way around. So you could see the entire valley. Uh, with all the lights and yeah, it was cool. Uh, so am that, I, that was, am I dating myself that it's the salt palace or is that, uh, that's, yeah, it's that's called, a- <laughs> I think you are, it's uh, it's now Vivint arena. I'm not even okay. sure what Vivint does, but, <laughs> but that's the name. Not Vivid, right. Vivint. Yes. Vivint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Vivint is, I think a porn, a porn uh, industry, right? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I, think, I, no I don't know. I have about. no idea. And uh, Sean, whatever floats your boat. How about you, Todd? <laughs> Uh, wow. That's a great segue. Um, yeah, gosh. Uh, I can't believe we're, uh, well into February, February already. It's, uh, it's moving. Um, uh, went through session one of four of our virtual national sales meeting today. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is they, they, uh, said, unless, uh, things change majorly, we will be live in Vegas next year for a in-person sales meeting. So, Let's keep our fingers crossed and hope uh, things keep moving in the right direction. Um, uh, just a humble brag, our territory was uh, number one, so uh, it was it was cool for our team and, and my boss to be called out on uh, on many a times as uh, uh, leading a lot of categories. I wanted the overall sales story, uh, sales territory, the um, southeast uh, uh, territory was called out a sixteen affectionately in um, Asaboy. So uh, yeah, works great. Um, life's moving on playing tennis. Uh, gosh, just, just trying to enjoy life and um, sports is kind of slowing down the last couple days uh, without the frenzy of, of football. So um, looking forward to the Super Bowl and looking forward to chat with you boys and, and catching up for sure. Good job locking down the top spot there. That's team, man. I'm, I'm one of 16 people. So certainly a team effort. Yep. Love it. Mal, what about you, bud? How's the recovery going? Going well. Getting getting back. Chipped and putted a little bit today. Hopefully in another uh, three weeks when I go back and see the surgeon, we'll get the uh, okay to do a little more. But it's, go, it's coming along very nicely. Uh, and just as an FYI, Vivint is a public home, a smart home company. They do, they do technology around uh, smart homes and, and, and security, et cetera. Then there's nothing to do with pornography. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Unless your smart cameras around your house catch something and it gets sold by a friend of yours. I'm just right. Pretty cool. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, Carpa, you know, but things are going well. Uh, we're back at work. It's all uh, you know, getting back in the swing of things again, but it's it's all good. Uh, I know you've been uh, speaking a little bit. What have you been up to? Yeah, so I did a class today for our local coal banker company, uh, speaking to a coal banker New Jersey branch tomorrow virtually, uh, flying off to Rochester, Minnesota on Wednesday to speak up there, and then um, finish up the month, a few weeks of a lot of coaching, about 30 coaching sessions next week, a couple more uh, virtual seminars for company in Vermont, company in Arkansas, and uh, residential real estate council. And then heading down south. Ron and I are heading down to Florida for about a month, um, kind of a vacation slash working abroad, not in the cold weather. So we're not going down to unplug. We're going down to, you know, we'll, we'll both bring our laptops. We'll both work, but bring the dog down and live in the state of Florida for, for about a month. Oh, yeah. No kids, right? They're all gone. Empty yeah. nester. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Sean, trial. Real, real quick. Go ahead, Bill. I say yeah, trial yeah. run for the future. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of see what we think of it. Yeah. So Sean, now that you're, I know you're out and about and, and traveling more, but um, is, would you say it's 50, 50 virtual live? Uh, what, what percentages do you think? And I've always hypothesized that it's forever going to change the model, um, but it'll be more, we're going to ease back more to in person than we have been the last two years, but it'll never be hundred percent like it was a couple of years ago. In my opinion. Yeah. I, I, you know, last year, Todd, I did uh, 62 virtual events, 35 in-person events. So what's that about, you know, pretty close to. Hold know, on. Let me guess. 60, 40 ish. I guess? was going to say pretty. Yeah. 62, 35. So I'm good um, at math. I'm pretty good. at math. Yeah. 97. Yeah. So, you know, it, this year it's, it's um, you're right. I think people want to get back in person, but I think the leadership is erring on the side of the, of the, minority just to be safe, right? I think a lot right. of people want to get back in person, but there's just enough people saying like, well, I don't know if we should be doing this or uh, we really should be not getting together. And so they're saying, well, let's go. Hold off, hold off a little while longer, right? Another cycle and we'll see now. Good news is for us in our industry, Todd, um, you know, market's strong right now. Companies are making good money. So they're back spending money on events and, and training and things like that. And it'll be the Look, I know it. Mal knows it. It'll be the first thing to get cut when the market changes. They'll say, well, no more education, no more events, no more, you know, spending money on limos and, and parties and things like that. But for now, I think people are enjoying being back in person. We're starting to see some mask mandates across the country, especially for kids in schools and things like that go by the wayside. So we'll see what happens as the Omicron numbers continue to drop and we get back to, to real life. But you know, it's real life, guys. Let's talk sports. Super Bowl 56 coming up this Sunday. The Bengals versus the Rams. AFC wow. champion Bengals off their big overtime win over the Kansas City Chiefs and the Rams beating their nemesis, the San Francisco 49ers. Start with the AFC, guys. Your thoughts on the Bengals making their third Super Bowl of all time. Bill, let's start with you. You remember their first two games against the 49ers? Yeah. Think think about um <laughs> think about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs that they were going to be the dynasty. They were going to be unstoppable. They were not going to be beaten and they Mahomes still just has one Super Bowl win. Um mm. wouldn't call that 4 years ago, right? When he started off this run. So it's been very interesting to watch that. Look, 
the Joe Burrow story is unbelievable, right? Um, and I, once again, I'm just going to parrot what I heard today. Um, do you know that if the transfer portal did not exist, would Joe Burrow even be in the NFL? Mm. Mm. He'd have been a backup at Ohio State the entire time. Probably wouldn't have got drafted. Maybe he'd have been able to, you know, be signed as a free agent somewhere. But you know, and would would LSU have taken him without the, you know, if there was a year he had to sit out? Probably not. Yeah. So that next time someone says oh, that transfer portal sucks, it it's it's what got Joe Burrow into the NFL. Uh, first of all, a college net championship, and then into the NFL in a Super Bowl in his second year. So that's a, that's sure. amazing. It's an amazing story. So. Um, yeah, and I, like I'm, I'm gonna just say it right here, go Bengals. I think it's an exciting, it's such an exciting thing to see. Yep. Mal, your thoughts on the AFC? The, you know, Bill touched on it, but you know, Mahomes and the dominant KC team not in the Super Bowl. AFC playoffs, all the games were exciting as all get up, right? Mm-hmm. And and what Joe Burrow did at the end of that game, I mean, they were down the whole game. I, you'll probably remember the scores. I don't. But they, were, they weren't in points, the game yeah. for a pretty long time. Uh, but when he, that kid gets his kid, he's a man, but when he gets his, his, his feet underneath him, nothing phases him. Nothing. And I, I, it was fun to watch him play. Uh, and and I would like to think that the AFC is in pretty good a pretty good position for the next five or six maybe more years. They have they have a Mahomes, ton of young quarterbacks, Josh Allen, that Lamar are very Jackson, good. Burrow, yeah. Herbert. Herbert, right? They're all they're they're good. Potentially Tua, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tua's not any good. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, he's he's young. Is he good? Right. He's well, not. He's know, not Herbert. Here. He's not. He's not Joe Burrow. But you know, last fast forward to next week. Last year in the Super Bowl, a very weak offensive line was Kansas City's demise against a very good defense. Do we have the exact same thing? again this year with a great defensive line, a great defense against the run and an offensive line that gave up nine sacks two weeks ago. Yeah. We could have the exact same game or a a scenario play out. Uh, If, if I'm, I'm kind of thinking that's going to be what's going to happen. If, if Burrow, if, if Cincinnati's going to win, Burrow's going to have to play spectacularly, and it's going to have to be close late. But I, I, I see the Rams just teeing off on hmm. a very weak offensive line. Interesting. Todd, how about your, what are your thoughts? So my, on the friend from Saint, my friend from St. Petersburg uh, uh, kind of uh, reminded me of something, right? So – um, I, th- I think I've talked about this before, you know, Patrick Mahomes only has won one Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. I believe Brett Favre only won one. Um, 
The great John Elway won two. Dan Marino made it his second season, never won one. So um, never went back. It never went back. Yeah. So um, again, I'm quick to uh, I'm quick to uh, squash the dynasty talk. And uh, gosh, it's it's well noted on this text thread. Maybe not on the stare down because I don't think we've talked in a couple of weeks. But part of the reason uh, my devastation when Buffalo lost. The way they lost, 13 seconds left, they couldn't finish it, is everyone's like, oh, Josh Allen will get back. He'll win a couple. No, we don't know that. <laughs> He's a torn ACL away from, from being gone for a season. And, you know, free agency comes and goes. We're so spoiled and used to Tom Brady, Nick Sabins of the world, the guys that are just bizarre overachievers that have just won so much. Um, so, Again, I'm, I'm I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, I, I Cincinnati is it happens every year, but they're the fun team, right? The team no one expected to be where they're at. Gosh, when I see the video of Joe Burrow with his hat on backwards, smoking a cigar, and he's shooting the guns in the locker room, I'm like, he's having fun. This is a three year old guy having fun, and he's our era's Joe Namath, right? He dresses a little flashy, he's a little cocky, um, you know. I, Cincinnati's a great story. Uh, I, I think the Rams and Matthew Stafford might be the better team. We can talk about that later, but man, what a, what a fun story. Cincinnati's just a fun story. Whether you like them or not, you got to appreciate that they're out there to find the odds, having fun. And that's, it's, it's, you know, interesting to watch. Yep. You know, could, you know, they're using the why not us mentality, right? Us against I mean, the world, in, right? They went into, yep. they went into a, they went into Tennessee, beat the number one seed. They went into Kansas City, uh, survived overtime, you know, won it with, you know, what's becoming another great story is, you know, Fitzpatrick, the, uh, or I'm, the, uh, not, not Fitzpatrick, the kicker for the Bengals. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Gator, um, Evan, yeah. uh, McPherson. McPherson. Um, yep. you know, his story and his confidence and, what he's doing and just it, it's a it's a fun story I, over on the NFC side you know San Francisco you know once again another great game that came down to you know some decisions at the end on going forward and forth and you know things like that but the Rams the Rams hold off and and win it uh Cooper Cup putting himself out there as you know arguably the best receiver in the NFL I mean guy's good right and yeah. So, and he's a Grateful Dead fan. Cooper Cup is Cooper (laughs) Cup. Yeah, I'll find you. I've seen a couple of pictures of him with his Grateful Dead T-shirts on. Ah, very cool. One, and I'll send it to you. I was like, I like him more than I did before. Even better, go Rams, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what what are you guys hearing about the game? Uh, tickets to get in right now, uh, as of today, $7,275. Um, the get-in price, forty. So that's the median price right now, $7,275. The get-in price right now, $4,300 just to get in the stadium. Wow. Would you guys go? Would you guys pay to go? I enter, I enter Super Bowl ticket content to contests just hoping I can win so I can sell the tickets and and <laughs> Pay taxes and make a little money, right? I'm sure it's a great experience, but gosh, is it worth 7,200 a ticket? I, I can't imagine, right? Right. I guess here's the thing. If I told you you were going to lose, mm. how much would you pay? 
versus if I told you you're going to win, how much would you pay? Wouldn't go so, if you told me you're going to lose. It's too tough. It's too rough. Wouldn't even go. Right. I, I, why would you, why I got would you a go? Buddy, <laughs> I got a buddy who lives a lot in of money. from Boston, right? And he went to the New England-Atlanta game uh, in Atlanta. And uh, he said, I paid a ridiculous amount. He took his son. And he goes, he was miserable for about three and a quarter quarters. And then it was the best decision he ever made, right? Once they uh, once they came back and won. Yeah. So, anyway. Was that game in Atlanta, Todd? I think so, right? I'm pretty sure. No, it was, it was in. Uh, I'm almost positive it was in Atlanta. Because I think Tampa Bay was the first team to make it in their home stadium. So, no, so I, don't think, teams, I think it was in. I think other teams have. I think it was it. in Minneapolis, Todd. Mm. Uh, it's you know what? Look at look well, that me, up. Yeah, look at research. Yeah, yeah. Because the story's much better the way I tell it. Now I hate one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he still flew from Boston to Minnesota, right? <laughs> it's for everyone. Yeah. It's, it's the ride home. Like I had an opportunity to go see the Chargers play in Miami in the Super Bowl. Once again, it wasn't cheap. This is 1994, and I said I'm not going. Because it's too long a flight home if they lose. And look, they got smoked by the Niners. So I felt happy just sitting at home being sad. Right. Not having to go to an I've been airport. on many road trips. Yeah. I've been on many road trips for Gators where you lose and it's just a shitty ride oh, home. Sunday home. sucks. You're wearing your uniform, you know, you're wearing your Gator swag in the airport, support your team, but it's just tough. So look, where was it, Todd? I, Houston. Oh, close, close okay. to Atlanta. Yeah, right next door, right? Yeah, pretty God. much. <laughs> Houston's too I close that to New story. Orleans. I liked, I liked it better that it was oh, – I'm sorry? Houston's yeah, yeah. too close to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how much I pay attention to detail. I got I got a couple details wrong in that story, but that's all right. That's all right. All right, so what are your thoughts? Let's, let's start with you, Todd. Your, your, your prediction on Super Bowl 56, Sunday Gosh. kickoff, L.A., SoFi Stadium. I mean, so it's – they say Bengals Rams have a minus, larger crowd. Uh, Rams minus four and a half, right? Um, and that stayed pretty close to the same line all week or all two weeks, right? I think it's been pretty level. Yeah, it hasn't gone. Um, I think it stayed the same. Um, I think Cincinnati's a fun pick. They're playing well. Um, I just, you know, uh, rubber meet in the road. I think the Rams win. I think it's a, a, a 31 24 type of Rams victory. And, and if, if we talk next week and it's the opposite, I, I won't be surprised. It's, it's one of those weird games. I think go either way, but I think, I think the Rams, uh, Matthew Stafford, too much experience, too much firepower. Um, Receiving core is good. Running game's good. Line's good. Um, Cincinnati's defense is pretty stout, though. Um, Sean, I'm sure you'll you'll talk about that. But um, I'm going to guess Rams 31-24 over the Bengals. Okay. I'll write it down. 31-24. Now, how about you, bud? Well, as I said before, I, I'm actually not seeing it very close. I think the Ram defense is going to shine pretty – spectacularly they have two weeks of rest two weeks to prepare and the Bengals offensive line just it's not very good uh and uh I think there's there's a lot that the Rams want to do that they're going to be able to do and there's a lot that the Bengals would like to stop and I don't think they're going to be able to stop it if the game is close in the fourth quarter, I'll put my money on Burrow. 
but I don't think it's mm. going to be. I think okay. it's going to be like a 27 to 10 game. Oh, uh, wow. That's with, the under. Uh, with the Rams. I think it's going to be an under game, yeah. to be honest with you. Because I don't think mm. Cincinnati's going to score much until, if at all, late in the game. Okay. So it sounds to me like Mao is doubling down on his Snoop Dogg halftime entertainment. Nice. I can't wait. Trey and Snoop, are you kidding me? <laughs> Nice. So under 49 and a half, you, that's, that's your lock, right? That's your lock. Yes. Is that what it is, Todd, 49 and a half? Yeah. Minus four that's and a half. Yeah. All right, Bill, give me your prediction. First of all, I'm going to preface this with that I do not give predictions anymore. Do not gamble or do you take this advice for anything other than I have to answer it because I'm a member of the Stare Down podcast. Thank you. For um, entertainment <laughs> purposes only, just, Bill. For entertainment done, purposes I, only. I'm done after that fucking Georgia Alabama game. Bill, I'm pretty sure there's no <laughs> SEC teams playing in this game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I I, I just first uh, – Cooper like Cup Bengals, scares, Bill, Cooper Cup scares me way more than Matthew Stafford. I'll put it that way. Um, but uh, I'm going to go. My final score is going to be Bengals 27, Rams 24. Um, wow. I just, I, I don't know. I may, Maybe it's just the, uh, I just want it to be, a, first of all, we've had a fantastic run of games, really good playoff games mm-hmm. and i i just i'm gonna say it doesn't end in the super bowl it's gonna be very exciting and thrilling to the end i don't want to but only because i want it number two i love what the bengals did by by declaring we want they're playing in black they're playing in their black jerseys forcing the rams to wear white at a home game which they've never done before and that's going to f them up in sofi is where's our blue unis we're wearing whites wait a minute you know but they're used to playing road games is so far anyways, because every game's a f- road game for the Chargers and the Rams. Right. There's always more fans for the other team. So that's no big So Bengals are wearing black, Bill? Bengals are going to wear black. And they, they I won- thought I saw Joe Burrow wearing orange today, but maybe that was an oh, old maybe, clip. They're not wearing white, I should say. But I thought I thought they said they were going to wear black. So Yeah, just, I may be wrong. I, saw, I thought I saw orange today, but yeah. yeah. But they took the they took the home jerseys, not the uh, the whites that they've won in the last three times. They're, the, the three games they wanted to get here, they were, they were in the road whites. So wow. uh, yeah, we'll see. That's there. Well, go. no, they played. That's the, my deep the first analysis. game was at home. What's that? First game was at home. And, oh, it's uh, true. First game was at home against the Chargers or the uh, Raiders. So yeah, that's right. But yeah, the uh, two wow. big ones on the road. Two big ones on the road. All right. Way. So I'm a. Uh, I think this playoffs has been unbelievable. I think it's been everything the NFL wanted as far as close games and parity, and you know you got great stories and um, broken dynasties and you know what's to come next and big money team in the big money stadium versus the blue collar team. You know, I saw the on sports center today. It talked about LA has more players, 15 million and up on salary and Bengals have zero, but the Bengals have more players between like five and 14 million and the Rams have none like in that range or something like that. Um, So it, it is truly a, you know, it's, it's the rich versus the Midwesterns. It's the cutters, you know, it's the, it's the, and so, I, I think the the great games and uh, drama continues. I'll take the Bengals 26-23 mm. in overtime with Evan McPherson kicking the game winner. By the way, that's the under, boys. That's the under with the 49 and oh. a half. Yes. That, would be, yeah, that would be right at the VIG, right? 49. Yeah. Wow. So 26-23 overtime Bengals. 
Wow. All right. Big introduction. Um, this is the score I predicted you were going to say. I couldn't have been farther from the truth. 35-13. Some boring sleep fest, you know. <laughs> but no, I, I hope it's not. You know, I mean, the, the commercials, you know, are going to be the draw for somebody. The halftime will be the draw for somebody. Um, but you know, I want to see a good Dude, game. I can't, I can't wait to the halftime. I'm telling you, I can't wait. I love it. Doctor Dre, dog. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. All right. Early '90s, Sean. That was, you know, come on. That was our. I could, I could maybe name you three songs that they sang, but <laughs> I, I would have guessed two. I would have guessed two. All right, let's uh, wait, let's talk so golf, guys. We're talking about real it quick. Off, uh, real quick, I'll edit this out. Hold on. I got this for Christmas from my son. It's really oh, Shay Serrano, yeah. It's chapter by chapter. It's hip hop, like the history. So there's a whole thing on 50 Cent. There's another chapter on Dre. There's another, all this, because mm-hmm. I got tired of listening to 50 year olds like you two, who in college, that music was kind of a thing, right? There are a whole bunch of white boys in the early 90s that knew rap really well. And I feel like I'm missing something. So I'm reading this. I'm getting caught up on you know what I missed out in my early 30s because I was too good to listen to rap. So, anyways, just want to point that out. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. Oh, oh dude, wanna, Bad Boy you, Records. Bad Boy Records versus Death Row Records. The whole thing. <laughs> anyways, make you ba- make you bow down to the row. So yeah, I don't think row. Anthony's going to read this book. I'm just guessing. Is that, is that a negatory? Oh, well, I got done with it. Huh? Let me know if it's your, good. Maybe I'll borrow it. All right. I'll, I'll bring your it book to you. you sent me. I do I'll have start, the Dave I'll Grohl. I'll start your book on vacation now. The Dave Grohl autobiography too was amazing. So, yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, let's talk PGA, guys. Uh, PGA Tour made its way from uh, Torrey up to LA or up to a pebble. Tom Hoagie wins his first tournament, outlasting a pretty cool leaderboard. Can't lay. Uh, Seamus Power was unbelievable the first two days. Uh, Spieth, 64-64. Spieth was up there. Uh, you know, it was just a good leaderboard. But Tom Hoagie, the birdie birdie on 16-17 was pretty impressive, especially that one at 17 was, what was that, Bill? Maybe a 20-foot kind of curling curling birdie. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Jordan, the difference Jordan, was. Jordan got kind of a bad break in the bunker yeah. on 18. He was under the tree. Didn't hit it flush, and it just got a kind of a, a deep lie in the bunker. And he was, you know, I mean, Mal, you, you nor Bill nor I would ever want a seventy-five-yard bunker shot from a from a Friday lie with the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am on the line. Um, <laughs> but Todd, you you mentioned it. Let's let's I'll start with you because as the least golf efficient out of the group, you talked about how it's one of your favorite tournaments to watch. Right, because the the views and the vistas and the stories. Absolutely, I mean, uh, it's very pleasing to the eye, right? Um, and it's very unique, right? There's three three courses. You have Pebble Beach, you have Spyglass, you have um, uh, Monterey it? Peninsula. Monterey, Monterey Peninsula, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's, it's kind of neat. Uh, cut after Saturday, not Friday. Uh, there, there's so many curveballs being thrown, um, and. <laughs> You got uh, you know Bill Murray there. He's 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 uh, ubiquitous on that course, right? He's always there. Um, uh, Josh Allen skipped the Pro Bowl to play uh, in that, which is telling, right? It's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's again visually amazing, and it's just a unique golf tournament. You don't see it 
the format every week. So it, it kind of always, you know, catches your eye and, and draws you to, to check it out. Um, and now that PGA tour live is on ESPN plus, did you boys know that, mm-hmm. uh, there's featured groups, there's featured holes. The coverage is unbelievable. It's, it's, it's really fun. Bill Mal, what'd you think of the tournament? Nothing better than watching golf at Pebble Beach. Uh, was a cool, rather cool weekend here in Tampa, and I'm not doing a lot, so I got to I got to watch quite a bit of it. The place is awesome. Uh, the as you said, Sean, the leaderboard was fantastic. Uh, our little uh, Woodbridge Boys team picked another loser. We had. Maverick McNeely. Uh you played good on Thursday, right? Then he shit the bed, right? Yep. And now we, he, we had can't we had can't lay, so we <laughs> we, yeah. we, we went chalk. We went chalk, yeah. Yeah. Uh but you know, this is now the second or third time that someone not a big name. I mean, I guess Daniel Berger is sort of kind of a big name, but we've had some some winners there uh, where guys are kind of making the name for themselves. Right. Yeah. Guys, I, I didn't realize he was 37 years old. I, yeah, I he's he was too, a lot yeah. younger than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just did. Right. He's been doing this a long time. And uh, he played, he played great. Uh, and I think we talked about it earlier too, as I like Bill Murray a lot. I think he's funny. Um, but that that's the one part of the tournament that does drag on a little bit. Uh, some of the, interviews with celebrities and uh, it's a little uh, tired, right? Yeah. I just, you know, when they're playing golf, I just want to watch golf. Right. Uh, but seeing Spieth play well, mm. seeing a handful of, Cantley is certainly playing great. Um, so it was, it, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I thought it was a great tournament. Uh, just getting us into uh 2022 golf is a perfect way to, for it to really start up. Yeah. You know, I think it started last week with, with Tori, the way it always does. Jason day playing great. Justin mm. Rose coming in strong, you know, Rom being right there. And then the playoff in, in, in Tori was great. And then obviously came right down to the last hole this week, Bill, you've played Pebble a couple of times. We talked off air. You've played it four times. Just something about watching that course from literally from the first hole. Uh, first and second hole, kind of benign, especially number two for the pro, pros, super short. But then three, that first time you turn the corner and yeah. see the Stillwater Cove, you know, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I, I, I won't call the first hole benign because I've never had more pucker going on than in a tee shot with <laughs> 35 tourists running around and you're teeing off on number one with like a five wood or a four iron because it's not very long. This guy just, you know, my caddies just get in play, you know, but, um, yeah, it's it's an amazing place. I think it's it's um, yeah. Jack Nicholas said, it, if you had one round left in your life, one round, where would you play? He said Pebble Beach. So that's pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, and I, you know, what what kind of bummed me out a little about the coverage was not not one second of anything from Spyglass. And I've played Spyglass, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's an amazing course. I mean, you 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 stand on the first tee at Spyglass. It's a dog leg par five down the hill. You you can hear seagulls, but then a deer goes by you or something, you know, because because you're you're down on the basically right next to the 
the water as well, you know, with some houses as well down there. But um, yeah, so that whole thing, the three rounds at the different places and, and then the, the, you know, really just focusing on pebble on Saturday and Sunday. The good thing about that whole Murray thing is they, they, there's so much coverage at pebble for two days, which is really cool. I think, right. Mm. Because they're going to, they only peaked in a little bit on, you know, um, power at uh monterey peninsula at, at monterey peninsula yeah, yeah. Good, only in that but it, keep all the focus here let's now is that the old did they used to call that course spanish bay and they no, changed the name spanish bay is still there so yeah, spanish bay poppy hills used to be in the rotation um they right, took yeah. that out and years ago every way way back in the day i think they played cyprus you know which was yeah. unbelievable yeah because yeah. that's one of the most exclusive courses you know on earth um so yeah it's and there's, and there's, there's so many cool little courses, you know, in, in that little, that little part of, t- there's even like the poor man's pebble beach, um, forget the name of it, but it's 35 bucks and it's just outside the 17 mile drive, you know, in Monterey. <laughs> so there's some really great golf up there. Um, so yeah, I, like you said, I, it, for me, you know, it, it started last week with uh, Tori and then pebble has tons of memories. I, I remember, um, Cindy and Kevin, Kevin was about four and wow. she she they hid behind the 16th green in the in the trees and the bushes as i was cut finishing and they walked in 17 and 18 with me but just to have kev come running up cindy held him on t- held on him tight till it was time for him to come out of the <laughs> and find dad uh very cool so it's been a cool. it's a great place like you want like you won the tournament listen I, this is a fun time of year because this week we go to waste management at TPC yeah. uh, in Scottsdale. Bill, of course, you've been on many times playing and, and walking. Uh, it really is kind of that beautiful tie-in with the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a great field. The players, I think, love going there. You got the, the 16th hole stadium. You got the drivable 17th. You know, you've got just really the whole back nine is is fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then and then next week they, they go to uh, Riviera. For the uh, Genesis, and then they they head over to your guys' area. They head over to Florida for the swing there through Florida as we make our way to the Masters. So yeah, yeah, fun stuff. I love this time of the year in golf. I really do. I mean, it's you know, it's I think I think it's so much fun. The California swing is awesome for somebody who grew up there, <laughs> and and I know yeah. it's awesome for people freezing their asses off back east because <laughs> they they've been saying that hey. since I was. I remember being. 10 years old watching on television, my dad, and it was all chamber of commerce stuff. And the same things they say today, they were saying 45 years ago, right? Sure. <laughs> about, about that course. So hey, Sean, well, the, only me, difference, uh, the only difference is, the only difference is, is, you know, 15 years ago, you only got to see it on Saturday at three 30 and Sunday at three 30. Yeah. Now you see it on Thursday and Friday, yeah. you know, on, on golf channel. Wall to wall. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. So yeah. it's awesome. Sean, give me, give me, give me 30 seconds. Mal will love this story. Um, first of all, ESPN plus put cameras on the Monterey Peninsula. That's why you have visibility there. And hopefully next year, the next two years, it'll bleed over to spyglass. Right. So before then there's only cameras, um, at pebble. So it's kind of neat. Um, the money being poured in the extra coverage. Um, so real quick, uh, Ho- Brian Hoagie, right? That's that's his name. Tom uh, Hoagie, yeah. Tom Hoagie. Tom Hoagie. Tom Hoagie. I'm sorry. Tom, Tom Hoagie and Jordan Speed are both from Dallas Fort Worth area, right? Correct. Right. Jordan, obviously, a little younger. Um, so before the tournament, they asked Jordan, they're like, "Tell me about Tom Hoagie," and he's like, "This guy's relentless. Um, once you get a lead, he'll step on the pedal. He won't give up. 
He's determined. He's, I, I have so much respect for this guy, right? So on Saturday, and again, it may have been Sunday, and then Thursday, and Friday, but they said, hey, Jordan, we looked it up, and you've never played a round of golf with Tom Hoagie, right? You're both from Dallas. He's like, yeah, but we met each other, and he taught me how to play craps, and this is how he plays craps. So if he plays craps that way, he plays golf the exact same way. And that, <laughs> that was his explanation on that. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. So You know what's great is that when they show Jordan, and it just, you know, we need Jordan in the in the contention at a major because him and Greller's conversations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Jordan's, you think he's just yeah. embellishing just because he knows he's on TV. But I really just think that's the way they talk. Like he's like, okay, so it's so it's 144, but if the wind blows a little bit, it's gonna be 146 or 145. No, I think I think you know, just just the way they talk back and and how how much Jordan relies on Greller's input. Um it's it's bones and kind of like his back, older brother, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Greller like just, very much like just, his older brother. It's just really cool the way they talk and really expose you to that, you know, inner conversation that probably almost a lot of guys have, but, you know, you just don't get a chance to see it and hear it a lot. Um, Yeah. Hey, I want to, one quick comment. You talked about the uh, interviews. You got to admit, Amanda Balionis walking down 17, talking to people is a whole lot better than, I can't remember the guy's name, Phil something or other sitting on a couch on the 17th tee, inviting the players to sit down with him because he couldn't stand anymore. Do you remember that? I'm talking, you remember what I'm talking about? They used to like is that Gary McCord it. or is it? Yeah, they, no, it was Phil something. I'll, I'll dig it up for you later, but he would sit on a couch with a microphone and interview celebrities and stuff. And, and then, uh, but Amanda walking down the 17 and, and keeping the motion, keeping it all going was uh, much better. There you go. Yeah, I think she, she does, does a good job. I'm she does, a, great she job. does a good job, right? Yeah. Yep. I like her. Yeah. Cool. She does a great job. Um, NCAA basketball guys, we'll get into that after the Super Bowl. Uh, Auburn right now, uh, number one team with Gonzaga, uh, kind of an arguable 1A slash 2. Purdue, Arizona, and Kentucky right there uh, in contention. Uh, Not a a whole lot of anything drama-wise happening in in, in college basketball right now. Um, But obviously, as we get into February – we're going to start seeing some things happen. Don't forget, Coach K, it's his last season. He went into to, uh, the Dean Dome, and they destroyed <laughs> Carolina um, in his last season yeah. there. Um, NBA, it's a, kind of a surprising, guys, when I looked up the rankings, because I don't pay attention to the NBA, but in the East, Miami, Chicago, Milwaukee, and Cleveland are your top four teams. And out West, you got Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, and Utah. Lakers are right now out of the playoffs at number nine spot. Um, So see what happens with that. Now the Knicks were up as high as two this year. Now they're down to nine um, in the East. They're playing terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And then in your NHL, uh, Florida and Tampa leading in the Atlantic, Carolina and New York Rangers in the Metropolitan, Colorado, Nashville, in the central and Vegas and the Kings out in the Pacific are your leaders in the clubhouse. Just had the all-star games for the NHL. And I guess you can call it the pro bowl, which was just horrible. That's why Josh Allen was playing golf and pebble. Um, (laughs) It's now basically down to touch football. It's down to touch football. I saw a great tweet that guys, somebody think of this. I saw a great tweet that says, 
the NFL has all the cachet right now, right? Everybody wants to watch NFL. This weekend should have been the Jaguars versus the Lions playing for the first pick. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like that's that. interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of they're cool. gonna they're gonna get out. They're gonna play. They're gonna practice. They're gonna. You know, now it's some like, of the players might say, I don't give a shit if we get the well, first pick or not. You know, it's but, who can play the worst. Like it, it'd be this thing where the score would be zero zero at the end <laughs> going <laughs> exactly. to overtime. Maybe handing the ball off, running <laughs> like, to the goal line and, and fumbling. Yeah. So like yeah. the overtime rules, I'm not sure what the answer is, uh, but the Pro Bowl's got to be fixed, right? It's gotta be it's just yeah. Yeah. Well, you saw so Dion Dion today said, you know, when he used to go there in his Hawaii, they used to tackle and they were trying to they were trying to pick each other off, and that you know, it was yeah. uh it's just it's unwatchable and the nhl has figured out a way to yeah take the four say. divisions and they mm-hmm. play they kind of do a playoff and there's money on the line and yeah um i thought the skills, skills competition, competition right yeah. in uh it, did you see the fountains in, in the bellagio uh yeah that was great Wenski, the guy from the blue jackets won it but they had to like almost like chip pucks across the the thing and do a net yeah. so they, they, they found a way but todd give us a little update on soccer anything going on in the world of soccer i know u.s men's national team had a couple wins so, yeah, it's the international break, um, and FA Cup is alive and kicking. Um, Middlesbrough beat Manchester United, uh, which, yeah, sorry, Bill. Yeah, uh, <laughs> FA Cup. Uh, they did it in PKs. It was like 9-8 in penalty kicks. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, USA uh, did what they had to do. Um, they lost to Canada, but they beat, um, gosh, I'm Ecuador. Salvador and uh, Ecuador, I think Honduras, I think. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they're in good position. If they take care of business in March, they will be world cup bound, um, which you can't take for granted when you're a a USA uh, uh, fan. Um, Interestingly, the AFCON, which is the African um, tournament went and Senegal beat Egypt and the two uh, uh, Sadio Mane and uh, Mo Salah, who are the two, forwards for Liverpool wow. were together. So it's, it's just a neat sport where with all these tournaments and, and international duty and uh, club team, um, you know, they, they meet up together. So uh, yeah, getting back to it. Um, Manchester City's running away with the premier league now, but uh, you never know. Right. So you gotta, you gotta keep going. So champions league still abound FA cup um, ton going on in the world, in the world of soccer. Any other sports you guys want to talk about? Any, any other? How, uh, I don't know. There's a little something going on in Beijing. Are we going to chat at all about luge wow, curling wow. or figure skating? Who yeah. knew? Who knew? <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> the mic's on you, Bill. <laughs> Look, I'm listen. Uh, Michaela Schifrin. Michaela Schifrin lost. Uh, Got to know how how this this girl is uh, like the king of downhill for women, right? She's Grand slalom, a giant slalom and slalom. She's won seventy three races internationally. She three World Cups. She's amazing. And she was like four gates into her first uh, giant slalom run and slid out and was out of the event. So it's, wow. the, the the interview is a pretty amazing to watch because she's trying to justify and do the right thing, and but it's crushing her inside. You know, this is you get one shot. Right in the Olympics, you got yeah. to you got to complete that run. But she's got four more shots at medals, and I'm sure she'll rebound. But but for me, it's all about um, you know what Kevin loved growing up was watching the Flying Tomato, Sean White in the half pipe. Mm. 
and he's snowboarding, 30, right? 37 yeah. years old. He wants one more shot at it. And all these kids that he's going against all are half pipe snowboarders because of Sean White. So right. It's like, it's like the kids playing against Tiger, right? Yeah. Exactly right. So that's yeah. I'm looking forward to that. With Tony Hawk, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I but but we have it on every night. I mean, Cindy's, you know, um, I get up in the morning. It's, it's on. weird watching the like ice skating when there's like 30 people in the rink, you know? There's, yeah, it is. It, it is kind of weird. Um, I watched no a little short. You know, Ron is like, no one's throwing, no one's throwing flowers. No one's throwing teddy bears. No, no, you know? no. Short, short track, uh, speed skating or whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, it's, is it, you watched it today, right? Anthony, it's just, fantastic. <laughs> these guys are like, bumper, it's like little bumper cars the way yeah, with razor blades on their feet. This shot. Razor blades on their say. feet. <laughs> I saw, I was watching so, on, uh, Saturday or Sunday, I forget. Maybe it was leading into the golf or his opposite of the golf, but the biathlon. Oh yeah, cross country ski, and then they had to shoot, and it was yep. minus five degrees <laughs> with like a thirty mile an hour wind. So they got to shoot like a fifty meter target with the wind blowing after skiing up this hill. And if you missed the target, you had to go around like this penalty lap, you know. And it was just like this brutal competition. And I'm thinking like, and now they have these high level laser rifles, you know, things like that. Whereas before they used to like literally have to go like chunk, chunk, you know, like and, and, and shoot these old fashioned sometimes rifles. Sometimes they're standing, sometimes they're prone. There's all kinds of yep. rules that, you know, you have, there was a great interview today with a American woman who finished seventh in the biathlon. The, the recent, the, the most, the best finish prior to that was 11th. And it was from her, like hmm. the lady who trained her and she broke down in tears. I've never seen someone more excited and happy and just finish euphoric for finishing well seventh in the world. You know, it was very right. cool. It yeah. was very cool. Yeah. Very, very, it was very EPL soccer. Like you don't have to win. It's all about the journey. Just and don't the get relegated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Bill, I got two questions. One, I think I saw a top 10 in the middle count and there's no USA. Not so yet. is it not yet? Is it early uh, yet? Not yes. to worry. Yeah. Okay. Now there because US every, is U.S. is number two all time, but Norway yeah. is the power. <laughs> I'm like just saying, in my lifetime, we're at least in the top three, usually top two, maybe one, right? 224, not- 224 athletes will help you there. Get, get more medals okay. compared to the other countries. Yeah. yeah. So, so too, too early to, to, to be alarmed. And yeah. my second question is, are you taking advantage of the Peacock coverage or are you just sticking with the network? No, we, we, we're flipping around all over the place. So Cindy's... Yeah. Streaming her iPad up to the TV, and we're having a great time just checking out different like stuff. Like every competition you watch now, Peacock, where yeah, before you, you can. Yeah. Now, right? live Pretty is much, tough, yeah. right? Because they're 11 hours ahead of us or something. So it's early in the morning. And when they're wrapping up, they wrap up about nine o'clock, 10 in the morning, and the live stuff is done. Um, right. And, you know, so I don't care. I mean, is anybody, I, I, is anybody watching the, uh, the curling? That's awesome. Yeah. I love curling. It's the best. Yeah. It's another one. Great. It's <laughs> hey, now they guys. got a curling. You can curl in Tampa. We should go do that when your knee gets better. Where? where? <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. On, I saw it on the local it's a curling league. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the, we can get out there and go have fun. You just blew Mal's mind, Bill. No, no. <laughs> Watching because it's kind of like lawn darts and bowling combined together. And you know that when these people are in Anchorage, Alaska or yeah. Minnesota Wisconsin. Or, or Wisconsin, they're throwing down cheese curds and drinking beers and sliding these big hunks of granite across this piece of ice. They are the, the and there's all this strategy involved. And, yeah. and it's just, it's you, phenomenal. You should I love Google, watching. 
go to Wikipedia because like the original stones they use in this thing, I swear they came like off the coast of Ireland of all places. That's where the original stones were. And then they, they groomed them. And now they're these, you know, it's just, it's just awesome. And you see it. Once every lights on them, Bill. <laughs> That's awesome. They have little green lights on them. Now. <laughs> on the stones? On the stones, when you, yeah. Because you have to let it go before it goes, before you get to the hog line. Yeah. Right. Yep. And if you don't let it go before it goes up on hog line, the lights don't are green. It's a bad shot. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Oh, we 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 free and love sports, don't we? Let's, let's <laughs> we do. <laughs> hey, I'd watch Tiddly. I remember when I was in Hilton Head with the, the pandemic, and Todd was like, "We'll be back soon. We just love sports. We'll be back soon." And you know, then we went like what six months with no sports. And remember golf at the Colonial came on, and we were like, "Yes, this well, is awesome." That was the first event. And auto right? racing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh. That's so funny. Hey, by the All way, right, boys, let's wrap yeah. up. by the way, did, did anybody catch a little piece of the exhibition yesterday inside the Coliseum for NASCAR? They put a I saw I, I just saw the cars. I saw the cars loading in, but I didn't yeah. see the race. It was I, I watched for five minutes, but just to it see. just looks cool with the with the with the backdrop of the Coliseum. Yeah, the first time ever, right? First time ever in that oh in yeah, that venue, they, right? It's a tiny track, a quarter mile. Is know, it smaller so. than Bristol? About the same size. They're both just quarter mile. Wow. Loops. It's track. not banked. Wow. Not banked yeah. as much. Not banked as much. I love short tracks. I, 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 that's exciting, right? Yeah. A lot, lot of rubbing going on. Yeah. Rubbing is racing, Bill. That's right. It's like short track racing and uh, the speed skating, right? Mel? Exactly. A lot of rubbing there, too. Right. <laughs> Let's like go around the, the horn and see what we got. Like the curling broom. A lot of rubbing. Mal, how's the real estate market in uh, in Tampa? It's um, it's an interesting time in real estate, probably everywhere, but it, it, certainly here. Uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of conversation with our buyers these days. Um, uh, Tampa is pretty hot. There's a lot of people coming in from out of state with money, and uh, first time home buyers, uh, people who've been saving a long time to buy houses are finding it very, very challenging because they're getting outbid. Um, uh, Eric and Bill and I, uh, well, Eric and I ran some numbers in follow-up boss yesterday. We have written, it's what, February 5th, February 7th. So that's 31 days, 38 days. We have, we've written 34 offers and gotten two of them accepted. Mm. And wow. I know from talking to other agents and, and colleagues across the, the area that everybody's dealing with the same thing. So it's, it's, uh, I think we're getting into a new, uh, a new way of doing business. Uh, I don't know if inventory is ever going to be where it, where it was, at least not for a pretty long time. So we're, uh, uh, um, Having having those challenges, Sean, uh, keeping our buyers' spirits high, um, pointing out to them all the people that have waited and ended up finding the right house. Uh, it's not a, uh, it's it's a lot more work now. Uh, so I'm hoping hoping it gets better. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we have a couple of listings coming on. We're bringing the Shell House on Clearwater Beach on Friday, which will be. Uh, a trip, uh, a little six hundred thousand dollar condo that'll probably sell for way over asking. Mm. Um, 
And, um, and other than that, it's going to be uh, three more days of physical therapy this week and uh, the Super Bowl. Good. Mm. Good. Well, seven time, baby. Top D, how about you? So, yeah, I think uh, either in pregame or maybe in my intro, I mentioned um, I'm in session one of four of our virtual national sales meeting, um, which is, is, is fine. It's good. Uh, we were successful last year. So we, uh, there's an award ceremony that um, we, we uh, enjoyed uh, uh, tonight. And uh, we we're told next year we'll be live and in person at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. January 16th. I'll knock on wood for all of us. Let's, let's hope, let's hope that that occurs. So um, yeah, works good. Uh, again, can't believe it's already February 7th. Um, luckily January uh, hit was, was great. Um, numbers are, are still doing good. So just trying to uh, focus on the execution and not worrying about the results, um, which I, I just feel for me personally um, is, is the way to do it. Do the day to day, the blocking and tackling, and and the the results will hopefully uh, come come and be where they need to be. So, real quick, Sean, I'm reading a book um, by James Clear. You probably read it, Automatic Atomic Habits. Habits. Yeah, 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 unbelievable. And uh, I'm early on, but I love the thought of it of just the one percent, right? Just worry about changing in the in the positive one percent every day. Um, we all want to, I guess it's, it's similar to the, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's, it's the same thing, but a different message. And, but it, it resonates, right? Don't try to do too much and try to uh, change too much. Just one little, one little step every day, um, a little bite and uh, good things will happen. So that's what I'm reading and um, man, good talking to you boys. Miss you all. And uh, it's been too long, but um, can't wait to uh, do it again next week. Sounds good. Billy. Um, first, I have to read this tweet and, and the reply. <laughs> CNN tweeted out tonight. How tough is it to afford a home in this wild housing market? A lot depends on how much you earn and how many houses are for sale where you live. I'm just thinking that's pretty like, duh. Because, but my favorite, right. re- my favorite <laughs> reply is this. This is some next level thinking here. They're suggesting a correlation between money and buying things. And also a relationship between the supply and demand of things. Did they already give out the Nobel Prize for economics this year? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Anyways, I just, I love that. Um, So uh, home this week, but um, you're looking forward to the Super Bowl. I do have a trip scheduled for Oklahoma City the week after. And uh, Mm -hmm. I've I've already found out that wherever stadium they're playing at, uh, maybe it's Nest or Ring, uh, Ring Amphitheater. I'm just making that up. It's going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder against the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams well hey. under 500. So it's another barn burner. But I should be able to get tickets though. Check nice. check another check another arena off the list. So that's it for me. That's nice. awesome. And who's on your show tomorrow? We had uh, Bond delay last week. On, yeah, on my show tomorrow, it's going to be Eleni Summershield, who is the hey, COO right, of agent. Wise Agent. Yeah, so. I'm excited to have her on. She's uh she's she's a lot of fun. I'm, she's part of this road tour I'm on to these different cities, and so um, that's tomorrow's guest. Are they partners with real with um Exit. Agent? Uh, no, well, oh, okay. yeah, we're we're doing some stuff with Exit Realty while we're on the road. Got it. Okay. And so, but we do have an integration working with Wise Agent now, where 
if you're a wise agent user, you know, we've got a, a button you can click there to open up your profile and do some things within, you know, API, all that API call stuff, you know, so. Love it. Yep. Very cool. Well, as I said earlier, guys, I'm heading off to uh, virtually Coalbanker, New Jersey tomorrow for a little uh, event in the morning. Then I fly to Rochester, Minnesota, or hopefully the temperatures, let's see really quick. Temperatures on Thursday when I'm down there will be 10. Um, Boy, heat wave. 10. It was like three. That's good. Well, high of 37. So I'm just, I'm seeing what time it might be 10. Um, that's up because two weeks ago it was minus 22 with a wind chill of minus 41. Um, and uh, I'll be back in time to uh, hunker down, watch the Super Bowl. It's kind of fun now. Bill, you might remember when Kevin was still in town. And now I know you know it with your boys. Um, Riley now comes over for dinners on Sunday nights and it's, it's fun, you know, kind of seeing your daughter who's living, you know, two miles away, three miles away in an apartment, uh, but when she comes over and, you know, gets some home cooking and takes some stuff from our pantry and, you know, laundry just, done, right. <laughs> Drop yeah, off a she's, got, she's got a nice laundry apart at her apartment, but just kind of fun. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to a busy, busy next few months. And so, between the market and the other things I'm doing, it's always fun. But as Todd said, I, I echo your sentiments. Always good to chat with you guys, even though we chat online all the time on thread. Uh, it's good to chat face-to-face and uh, screen-to-screen. So on behalf of Bill and Mal and Todd, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.